The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome to Volcast. So glad you could be here with us today. Um, really appreciate everyone taking the time each and every week to come join the show and uh, send us notes at the course of the week. Uh, some of you respond to us on the blog, other places. Really just enjoy the interaction. So thanks so much for that. Um, we've got Lee Hubert here today. Lee, welcome. Good. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, Lee, uh, mildly excited about his uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, uh, that would be the Green Bay Packers that are going to be playing Atlanta for the NFC title. <laughs> For those folks out of America, this is uh, our version of football, so he's uh, very excited. Well, let me tell you, everybody in Cheeseland was bouncing off the walls during the last two minutes of that Dallas game, so give them credit. They went on the road. Tough thing to do. It was a great game. Uh, we, we were watching relatively as neutral fans, kind of not Cowboys fans, and so we were uh, very much enjoying the game, so congratulations, yeah, Lee. So did we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um well, again, thanks for uh, reaching out uh, during the week. So during the today's show, if you'd like to connect with us, let's give you the ways. So Lee and I will be here for the next hour, and we're going to be talking about time management, best practices, how do you manage each sort of moment every day, um, and be able to figure out we, we all get a certain number of minutes per day, hours per day, and how do we put them to, to most effective use? So if you'd like to join the show, uh, the best way to do it is to buy, call us at one 866 Four seven two five seven eight eight. You can also email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. During the week, you can also reach us at our website, www.voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with me at Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting, or with Lee at Lee Hubert, Voltage Leadership Consulting. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Jeff. So, Lee, you know, so glad that you could be with us today. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, this thing, time management, um, you know, one of the reasons I want to go ahead and do this, we, we've alluded to this topic a couple of times. I know Scott Eblen talked a good bit about it in his mm-hmm, Overworked and Overwhelmed show back mm-hmm, in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the start of the year, I know a lot of people are working on their new uh, resolutions, trying to maybe get more out of the day, or maybe they're trying to incorporate some um, chances to go work out, or maybe they want to spend more time with family. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to that thing called time, though, right? It's that precious resource, right? Time is one of those things where it's a terrible master, but a great servant. Oh, I like that. And you saw on our e-card for, you know, getting ready for this week's radio show, you look at some of the questions that are there, you know, is your calendar out of control? Do you find, you know, time for the things that are really important to you? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do you feel drained because of all the competing time demands? So how you spend that time, I should say how you invest that time, 
you know, it has a lot to do with your uh, success professionally and personally. Let's go a different way first. I'm just curious. You know, one of the things that we get a lot is that um, time just feels harder. You know, and so sometimes we'll say, you'll hear people say, well, you got as much time as Einstein or Helen Keller or George <laughs> Washington or whatever. You know, so, you know, is this is this a new phenomenon or is this, uh, you know, always been there? Well, let's see. Helen Keller, Einstein. Yes. No. Oh, well, who invented time? Where the notion of time come from? We all have 168 uh, hours in a week, sure. 10,080 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's a, it's if it wasn't time measured the way we measure it, there would be some way to do it. Right. So you know, what do you do? What are you called to do? What do you get up and you know? How do you invest your life? Um, some of the things I wanted to talk about today is. You know, we'll get real practical a little bit later, I'm sure. But, you know, people should minimize how big an impact this has on, on mm-hmm. their lives. Um, think about it. Did, did did you did the people who are most important in your life spend enough time with you? Right. Have you spent enough time with them? Sure. I haven't met too many people hit the finish line at the end of their long careers that, that say, God, I wish I spent more hours working late at the office. Right. And my first wife would tell you that. Right. <laughs> she did want you spending more time. No, probably, <laughs> probably, but I'm pumped. No, um, you know, I, I bring this up though that question because there, there are many studies that actually say that um, in a lot of ways we actually have more time than maybe our previous uh, uh, parents' generation because of things like microwave and easier access to food and things like that. Right. You know, so in some ways... And the office is paperless now, right? Yeah, theoretically, right? You know, as we as Lee and right. I each have three pieces of paper with our questions and flow the show in front of us. Yeah, you know? there we go. <laughs> as well as a computer that we could all just look at it. But, you know, um, so I do think that there is an element, though, that the connectivity, the ability to think and the ability to slow the world down mm-hmm. is faster. You know, when you had to wait, and uh, I'm reading um, the Andrew uh, Hamilton, um, Alexander Hamilton, excuse me, Alexander Hamilton biography right now. And when you had to wait for like a ship to come 21 days, 25 days to hear back from the king, there, <laughs> yeah. was, there was time to sort of think and plot and have you. conversations, right? Well, it's relative. Sure. On the other hand, though, it took a lot, you know, if it didn't grit your crops quite right and you didn't figure things out, there are a lot more consequences. So, yeah, I think for today, what we're trying to do is, hey, it is what it is. It's not slowing down. It's probably only going to get faster. And so we're going to try to give you some ideas about how do you proactively take control of your calendar and some best practices around time management tips. I, I love it. And don't forget that it's relative to what to everybody else, too. Sure. I mean, at a time before, you know, ready to think about this, a time before television, right? a time before computers, right. a time before cell phones. It wasn't that long ago. Right. People wonder, how did I do that, right? They used to talk about crackberries, right? You know, it's blinking at me and I'm telling to it that's normal now that you know the sky the Evelyn statistic is 72 hours a week right so you know everybody is on the same field in that way unless you're technologically you know left behind somehow so it's relative yeah let's just try jump right in today I think is real uh, block and attack and practical like let's just say you know what are some of the best practices that we're seeing from our customers our clients and be able to say yeah what's working what's not so more, more packer speak I like it yeah so why don't you jump right in and tell us what uh, what are you seeing that's really working with our clients well here's a here's an excellent point right off the bat and I you know it came from you the Michael Hyder someplace it's about managing your energy in addition to managing your time. Okay, your energy. Okay, tell me more. So think about that. You know, people say, you know, okay, I've got got to work smarter, not harder. Or you still have a lot of things to do. People get sensory overload. So when we talk about time, and I've done this in several offsites, you know, we talk about the, the, the ABC time, all that. Sure. So tell me about who you are and how your energy flows. How's it, how does it ebb? You know, my A time is usually 
about five in the morning to about one in the afternoon, something like that. That is my. <laughs> so, so you're saying that we're catching you right out of your A time. <laughs> must be a B or C. So, <laughs> well, let's see. One o'clock Eastern. Well, this is between B and C. Actually, well, that's a good use of the time, though, right? right. So, if I, I just came from a presentation in Lynchburg earlier this morning, I mean, I'm on my game, right? That's that is my element. I with intentionality did that, right? Right. So the next kind of B time for me is around 2, 30, 3 o'clock, something like that till about 6 or 7 at night. That's the, when I want to be doing people things. So the point is this. If my if my energy is ebbing and, and waning, I want to do important things while my energy is is right and it's appropriate. That's great, Lee. You know, and um, folks, really take a note of that. Um, but one of the suggestions I use with my clients all the time is keep a time calendar. And how long did things take? But also sort of measure your mood and energy. And I break it down uh, kind of two ways. How much thinking power do I need? So how much mental power? Mm-hmm. And then how much do I, you know, physically, how hard is this, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I used to get up and go running first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee knows this, but I've got four kids that all have to be out the door by about 7.30, 7.40 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So me being out running, not really helpful to the family. Not very okay. conducive. Right. Um, on the other hand, if I wait till the kids finish, so let's say it's 740, 745, mm-hmm. the problem was that I go running then, but my mind was already alert. Mm-hmm. It's one of my best times of the day. Right. You know, so it was sort of like, okay, I was wasting really good thinking time mm-hmm. and really good activity. So instead, that's a great time for me to go coaching, write an article. Because I'm locked in. Now, today sets up perfectly. I've got a couple of coaching sessions after this, um, the show. Uh, so good, be live, connecting with folks. But then mm-hmm. at 4 o'clock, I'm going for my run. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of when I'm sinking, didn't get quite enough sleep last night. It, so it works perfectly so that when I, my mind is down a little bit. And so I try to schedule often like a walk or a run late afternoon, mid to late afternoon mm-hmm. to get that second boost of energy. Exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of managing your energy. Bingo. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting ready to do an executive session with some folks in Lynchburg, fascinating company, global business. And I, in, with intentionality, used my beat time from about three in the afternoon till whenever I ended to plan that mm-hmm. because if you don't do that the right way, it's, it's, you mentioned it, it's thinking power, it's fifth gear, however you want to describe it. I was, I, I would look up at the clock and an hour had gone by and it felt like two seconds. Oh, wow. That's great. You know, I think one of the things that's there as well. So it's not just managing energy. You have to be proactive on your calendar is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Yes. You know, not just let the calendar kind of run over you and say, oh, well, it's two o'clock. Uh, I guess it's time to check some emails. Oh, it's three o'clock and it's time for some meeting, right? Terrible master, great servant. Okay, yeah. And so I think one of the things, um, the concepts that I want to dive into, we'll start a little bit here and continue for a little while longer, is what I call resetting the calendar. Mm -hmm. You know, we we just kind of keeps going on us. And we talked about this a little bit um, over the holidays with, you know, where are your goals for the year, all that kind of stuff. Resetting the calendar to me is you look out and say, where's some recurring meetings? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I'm working with a CEO right now who just hired a new COO. And the first thing we did was we kind of went through and said, okay, which things no longer need to be on the calendar? Mm-hmm. What things in 30 days the COO need to be in there sitting down doing for you mm-hmm. that currently are there? If we don't, next thing you know, there's like four or five people in the meeting. He's still in there. Why is the CEO and CEO? And now you got, you know, a different show where it's like, you know, unclear oh. expectations and, oh, we're, yes. and we're micromanaging. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. Mm-hmm. And, and we couldn't do all of it day one, mm-hmm. but there were a couple things immediately we could take off the calendar. Mm-hmm. But then we have a 30, 60 and 90 day. Mm-hmm. When are more things coming off the calendar? So mm-hmm. it's proactively resetting your calendar. That is just so wise because these me- the meetings become events unto themselves. Yes. They become a destination 
And then you wonder, why is this even necessary? And I think you made the point earlier, some of these things may have been placed on the calendar weeks and months earlier. Mm -hmm. Is it a standing meeting? Okay, great. And I remember being in a meeting, literally, there's a million dollars worth of labor around the table. Wow. You know, there's always in VPs and all this kind of stuff. You know, people are very accomplished people. But I thought, you just if I were to add up the per capita of what was in that room and then weigh it against the output in terms of the quality of the time, was it really worth it? And yet, this was a standing thing. The expectation is you had to be there. And, you know, in the outcome for those folks was exactly that. We had to back off or, or abbreviate it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're coming up here against the end of the first segment. Um, if you'd like to join in, please give us a call. Uh, they'll give you a number here at break. You can also shoot me an email, jeff at voltageleadership.com. I scan it throughout the show. Um, but we will be going through practical tips. So after the break, we'll be hitting things like interruptions and how do you deal with email and what do you do with all those alerts? Do you just keep them on, turn them off? What do you do, Lee? Turn, turn them off. Yeah, turn so I think that's where you're going. So anyway, thanks for joining us today on uh, Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. When we come back, from break, we'll pick up on some best practices around time management. Thanks and see you in two. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Welcome back to Voltcast. This is Jeff Smith. I'm here today with Lee Hubert from Voltage Leadership Consulting. Lee is a sought-after speaker, executive coach, consultant, facilitator, and really does a great job uh, connecting with audiences and helping them on this topic often, and that's about time management. So before the break, Lee, we talked a good bit about um, sort of where do you um, measure your energy and putting your energy against the right types of things throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, as well as sort of um, knowing when are you at your best and lining up the work for when you're at your best. You know, one thing that uh, that we get asked all the time is about interruptions. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of hit what that. What was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so interruptions, um, you know, they're constant. Uh, you know, there are emails coming in, there's text messages, uh, Instagram, Facebook, That's you know, right. you, you, you name it, or the old-fashioned kind. Oh, you know, just a knock, knock, knock. You got a minute? You got, yeah. a, minute? <laughs> you got and, a minute? And Lee will love this. Lee's minute is never quite a minute. <laughs> and I love Lee dearly. <laughs> but, you know, I, maybe you can start, but what are a couple of your ideas around interruptions? And then I'll throw in a few of my best practices. That's a great That's a great point. If there's any one thing that managers have, it's they live with the constant stream of interruptions. And there's a talent to managing that. It sure. oftentimes will just affect your ability to succeed as a manager or not. So how do you manage the interruptions? Well, um, you mentioned the point, no, about when you're when you're being your best. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit about getting granular in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. One is about uh, with intentionally we said, do you have a minute? There's 10,080 minutes in a week. Sure. I think sometimes people get uh, too uh, wide focused on their calendar. If they start to narrow that focus down to the minutes, their ability to manage and, and create some time gets sharper. Mm-hmm. I have a family member who was an executive and for many years and then started a business. And in that business, which he sold for a pile of money, which is good, right? Um, he would talk about my minutes. Mm-hmm. And he would say the question, still rings in my ears years ago, don't steal my minutes. And it never left me. And I thought, okay, I don't have his level of intensity or talent for managing the, the calendar. He's a lot more D than I am, although I'm high I. I have enough D. But I think there's something to that. So we got granular that way. The other thing is, a, is an old Stephen Covey uh, technique about putting things in your bucket. Here's a bucket called time. Here's all the tasks to your point. Instagram, email, I'm drinking from the fire hose. I'm going to get sensory overload. You know, something's got to give. So we're a way of prioritizing the way Stephen Covey describes it. If you envision the bucket or the glass, the vessel, and I've got some rocks and some pebbles and some sand. The only way you're going to completely fill up that vessel and make the most efficient use of your time is to put the big rocks in the vessel first. So think about it in your mind's eye. If you put the sand in first, the littler things that might be easier in the short term that look you know, sexy and attractive, oh, I can knock this out now, but then for your longer term results, if you put the sand in the, in the vessel first, how are you going to put all the rocks in? Yeah, exactly. Right. Sure. So it's not going to work that way. Yeah. So I think the one thing is, um, you know, we'll drift our way back to this interruptions, but let's work back from some of what you gave us. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, exactly. Did I interrupt you? You may have interrupted my flow of thought, but not <laughs> exactly. I wrote, I wrote notes down. I got it. We're okay, good. Okay, we're good. Um, we have to first start off with the big rocks, right? So let's go with that concept of what are your big rocks? So taking time to figure that out, you know, so for me, um, family, absolutely up there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, getting a workout, I really enjoy running or lifting a couple times a week. Those things go on the calendar first. And some of the people are like, oh, you don't know my life. I'm like, no, actually I do because I coach mm-hmm. plenty of you. Right, right. And I know you're busy. And that's why I'm saying get those things on there first. So on my calendar, 
uh, Debbie, who does a lot of our scheduling, um, she puts on my dates with my kids. So I've got four kids, puts the dates. Do I get them every month? No. Mm-hmm. We're coming off a three-day weekend here in the U.S. for Martin Luther King. But I had time this weekend where I got to go do a hike with each child mm-hmm. or I got to do cards. Mm-hmm. But if it's never on the calendar, I never – the months just slip by instead of it being a choice. So it's the first thing that goes on the calendar, the big stuff. You know, for us, you heard us allude to this sort of over the holidays – we put strategic planning uh, each quarter on our calendar, mm-hmm. and then we have a team meeting each month. Mm-hmm. And so we've got it on there so that we can fill in with all of our client work. And it's not, don't hear the client work is B work, mm-hmm. but they come in 45-minute hour chunks. A little mm-hmm. easier to reschedule than getting six, seven of us all together one time for an eight-hour day or Which four-hour day. Which is a challenge, to say the least. Yes, exactly. So I think it's identify the rocks first. Yes. Get them on the calendar. Put, right. the, put the big ones in the in the in the vessel first, and you made a great point. One of the first things that goes for people that I coach and onboard all over the country, uh, when, if their calendar's out of control mm-hmm. or their focus is is skewed, is the getting physical. Right. That seems to go begging, and relationships. To your point, so um, if you want to get things done done well, don't forego either of those things. Yeah, I was uh, working with a, a physician not too long ago. And he's a physician leader, so he's both a practicing physician um, part of the week, and then you know a chief over a whole area for mm-hmm. for a health system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure he's like most people; he feels guilty because he could be doing things with his family, mm-hmm. he could be doing things for patients, he could mm-hmm. spend a little longer in the room. And you know, I won't say his name just for confidentiality, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just said to him though, look. We look at you as a role model, though, and if you're coming in 20 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. and then you're asking us to lose weight, hello, kind of hard for us to do that, right? Yeah, and absolutely. to really and to really buy in and see that you're authentic. You know, additionally, you're leading people, and so if you're occasionally coming to the office at 7:45 or 8:15 or leaving at 4:30, you give us space to say that's okay. And I've got to take care of myself. And this guy does plenty of work, so don't hear mm-hmm. he's trying to shortchange the organization. Mm-hmm. Not that at all. Right. But to get it to work sometimes, because he might have a night board meeting or this, that, next thing. Sometimes it's 4.30 and he's like, I, I don't know. He didn't know until he worked about two weeks out and started mm. putting it on the calendar. And guess what? He's honoring it. He's doing it three to four days a week now. I love it. Yeah. Well, well you mentioned something very important. For people who are, are going to be, I'm going to call it more slaves than masters of their time. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, those are some of the symptoms, okay? Are you gaining weight? Yeah. Are there, are, is there enough time with the, you know those original questions for you to do the things you really want to do? What's important to you? Right. I mean, I understand there are many things you don't want to have happen. What do you really want? How do you invest your time moving that direction? About 10 years ago, when we were both at Carillion, we saw uh, a speaker. Um, he came by and he wrote a little card. I still have it. It's on mm-hmm. back. It's on back of my wall. It says, you know, don't waste your time uh, time on things that you you don't like or it is important to you. Right. I still have. I look at it every once in a while when I do my you know replanning stages, like you know now holiday that kind of thing. And I thought, you know what? He's absolutely right. Sure. So I, you know, okay, some things. Welcome to the real world. You're going to have to do that. Um, but there are times when you know you need to flex your no muscle. Yeah. Let's go back to the. I think that's a good muscle to use with interruptions. So where we start the segment. Um, you know, so a few ideas on interruptions. Um, is it the right time for an interruption, right? So mm-hmm. part of it is that there are times. I encourage uh, folks to have, uh, from academia, office hours. You mm-hmm. know, so you sort of know. 
uh, this goes back to your energy. Mm-hmm. Two to four o'clock in the afternoon for me in the office, mm-hmm. a pretty good time to get interrupted because I'm not going to be working on my hardest, best work. Mm-hmm. I'm probably in some email. Maybe I'm, you know, hits down, doing an expense account or something, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to put my heaviest work. So if I get interrupted, truthfully, a high influencer I like I am, <laughs> woohoo, it's a party. Yeah, Someone yes. came to see me, you know? <laughs> uh, but you should say, hey, two to four is a really great time for me to be interrupted today. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got office hours. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes maybe like seven to nine, hey, I got heads down, I'm doing work. Mm-hmm. And unless you really need me, you know, please wait. And so some of us just get proactive. And also you've got to teach. So if you've been interrupted saying, hey, this one could have waited for our one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, in the future, you've got this. You could have handled that on your own. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start to teach in these interruptions, which means you have to deal quickly with giving some feedback. But that's okay. It's a matter of like, okay, if you're trying to protect your time, that's part of what you're going to have to learn to do. Protecting the time. You said it. You do a particularly good job of this. And people listen out there, I want you to understand what I'm about to say here. When you get interrupted and it is in one of your A or B times where you were thinking, okay, this is my strategic window and I really got to be focused on this, um, set boundaries around the interrupter. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, don't be rude, you know, be professional, be nice, be cordial, but at the same time say, you know, I'm, I've got to be in uh, this strategic meeting and it may be with yourself right. in three and a half minutes, go. Right. Yeah. And I, I do do that often <laughs> yeah. and, and I've just had learned how to do it. And uh, least point, sometimes my strategic meeting is running, you know, because for me, I know that that's going to be a critical you know, so if I'm trying to get something done and I've put it on the calendar at 3.30 or 7.30 in the morning, whenever it is, mm-hmm. then I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. But you need it five minutes and I'm like, okay, go. And I don't feel bad about it. You know, five years ago, seven years ago, I, I would sometimes feel bad about doing that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, no, that's my time. Interesting. You put the strategic offsite. There's a couple of executives out there, one in healthcare, uh, one in media, and you know who you are. Hmm. We go out there and have strategic offsites. And let's dovetail this with the getting physical part. You know, I've been doing the five mile thing ever, on the weekends sure. ever since June. I and mean, it's good, feels good, sleeping like a baby, great brain waves. There's something to that when you're out there at whatever distance it is, whatever your thing is, and then all of a sudden thing ideas start coming. Sure. That is beautiful, wonderful offline time. And then I have to go write it down. Right. And then and a lot of those things absolutely when you get to managing your time, you have to to my egg point manage your, your energy. But thinking about the interruptions as well, when I was a, a HR director in healthcare and in other organizations, I would control my door. You mentioned the is it is it one of those? So okay. If, if here are the rules of the game for me. If my door is wide open, come on in, come in and talk about your dog, your cat, your grandma, whatever, you know, who it's a party. Everybody come on in, it's great, right? Talk about the Packers, right? Sure. So if my door is ajar, meaning it's slightly open, knock first, come in and talk about business. Because understand I'm in business mode. If my door is completely shut, it means I shouldn't be interrupted because there is something critical taking place and it had better be that level of thing to escalate. You know, text me, do something, leave a note on my door, but unless you really need to, I mean, it could be anything under the sun, hiring, firing, whatever, whatever we deal with in our world. So managing the, putting guardrails around the interrupters is very, very key. Well, and I hear a few of the people rolling their eyes like, well, I wish I had a door. I'm out here in the cube farm or that, uh, you know, God forbidden thing called the uh, open floor plan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, um, that's a great point. Yeah. And so, you know, what do I do there? So, you know, a couple of things, you know, I've, I've seen people get really creative about how they, you know, put things across the, the uh 
open to the door, you know, to, right. to their the opening space. Right. So I've seen chairs that have the same kind of message saying, "Hey, here's right. you know, the chairs blocking. Here's what's happening." Um, I encourage people also to say, uh, "There's things called libraries. There's things like coffee shops, mm-hmm. or sometimes you just need to go down the hall." Mm-hmm. And folks really are like, "Oh my gosh, can I do that?" I don't know your environment, you know, so we're in our right. last minute here. So, I, you know, I'll just start it on this side of it, of the break. But I don't know your environment, but in some environments, it's perfectly fine for you to go someplace else. So I encourage you, hey, for that heavy work, the really hard thinking, if the open floor plan is not working for you, go someplace else. Book yourself in a conference room. Go mm-hmm. to another floor. Mm-hmm. Go someplace where you're less likely to be interrupted. Um, if that's just not possible, then I think you have to look at, like, headphones or, yes. you know, putting up a message outside on your door on the whiteboard, or not your door, but your cube area on the whiteboard saying what you're working on and saying, I need to be stopped. Is it going to be perfect? No. Uh, and really the, the theme of today is there is no perfect solution. What we're mm-hmm. trying to do is something a little better and trying to get you back 30 to 40 minute chunks in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. So got a minute. Well, we got about uh, 10 seconds. So let's recap this area. What we've been talking about is, you know, how you deal with interruptions, uh, scheduling out your day, maybe thinking about office hours. So when we come back from this two minute break, we'll continue on with some other suggestions and maybe even start to get into some email and how do we juggle our email. So talk to you in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Thanks, and welcome back. Uh, so glad you could be with us. Uh, we got Lee Hubert here today, who, mm-hmm. like he's mentioned earlier, gave a speech earlier today and gave one last week. Uh, so if you ever need a, a speech or just a little help uh, in your uh, organization or with your association, please reach out to myself. Um, Lee loves to do it. Absolutely. Uh, has the time, loves to get on the road, come out. He loves working with folks. So, you know, just kind of building off some of the themes that we worked on this morning. So this is absolutely the kind of things Lee loves to speak on. So We talked about it this morning. We were, we were talking about the five gears this morning and uh, there's usually people will talk about you know doing a keynote or and or they'll they'll see that and go okay how can you transfer that knowledge into the workplace well that's good um yeah i think one that we get a lot is how they first reach out to us and that's that email thing right mm-hmm. you know so that's sort of become i was laughing i'm writing a uh, blog i'm about halfway through and it's sort of talking about leadership skills and one of the things i talked about was how much has changed like when i first started in the workplace mm-hmm. it was inner office envelopes and we all had a <laughs> mail slot i'm like <laughs> Okay, I'm sounding old. I, I can remember carbon paper. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Yeah, the mimeograph. Holy cow. Yeah, we used to smell it. It would smell really good. My dad was a school teacher, so oh, he had to go know. make copies of everything. So, uh, But, you know, this email thing, it can just overtake us, Lee. I mean, you know, some of, my, some of our executives, it's 200, 250 emails per day easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and so maybe can you give a couple of strategies and tips, and I'll throw in some of mine after that. Yeah, it's, an e- it's, a, it's a, a put structure around it. You mentioned earlier turning some of the alerts off. Mm-hmm. First of all, who has access to your email account? Okay. Yeah. So you get solicited all the time. You get spammed. You get fished. All that kind of thing. Um, I guard the business email account very closely. Okay. And I've got you know a couple other accounts, personal accounts, where if there's something that they want, something I'm personally interested, okay, great. But unless I, there's a really a reason for that person to be show up in my professional airspace, you know, I'll shove it someplace else. Mm-hmm. Other way, other thing I do is I, I try to categorize the emails, right? So, you know, there's a way for you to go into whatever software you're using and tag some of the people. You can, it's like uh, on your calendar, put a, co- a color code, that kind of thing. Um, so there's a number of different ways to do it. But understand, I mean, I think this is one of the things that you do. You know, there's rifling and then there's reading. Right. So encourage people to help you digest drinking from the fire hose. If it's the same title in the email and it's been refried 17 times and you're forcing me to go to all the way to the bottom of the page, you know, don't do that to me, sure. especially if we're trying to manage time wisely, right? Mm-hmm. Great some time. Second thing is just that very thing. Get rid of some of that redundancy, right? I don't need the whole chapter and verse. Tell me what you really think I need to know. Now, I'm not nearly as high D as a lot of other people. Drivers, so, right? Drivers, yeah. The drivers are going to tell you about that right up front. It's just like, be brilliant, be brief, be gone. I don't want the chapter. I don't want war and peace. You know, tell me what I need to know and then leave me alone. Let me move on to the next, you know, bit of information. So I can only process so many things, and after it becomes an irritant to some people. Yeah. So um, this is kind of I, I joke about this on previous shows and use this a lot. We're human beings, not human doers. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we, the human doing that we become are email pushers. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, I, I set up some rules. 
if it's gone back and forth twice, mm. you need to get up and go talk to the person or call them. Oh, I love that. You know, because it's just getting to the point where it's confusing and something's getting missed in translation. It's not a substitute for pay, for face-to-face. Right. And voice. And so um, another one is um, for every email that you send out, expect 2.5 in return. So does this mm. really need to be sent back out? Do you really have to say thank you to every email? Because then they're going to say thank you back. Next thing you know, you're just going to... Guilty. Kinda, Guilty. Yeah, I know you are. Guilty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Delete, delete, delete. Delete, delete, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, it's also about uh, trying to only touch the email one time. Mm. You know, so Lee and I were talking about this on our last break. You know, that's a struggle sometimes because you probably shouldn't even start unless you know that you can really deal something with it. Mm. And so one of the things I really encourage people to do is have uh, what Lee talked about, a structure on your email. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is it, you're going to do it first thing in the morning, uh, midday, and in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. For me personally, my practice is, you know, what I try to do is I come down and I work out what are my big rocks for the day? Mm-hmm. What are the two or three big projects I want to do today? Mm-hmm. You know, so today, a little bit getting the segues right for today's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on a book, so I've been, you know, writing for a couple hours this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one other sort of, uh, I've got an offsite coming up next week, so I want to go hang get my questions and my thoughts down on paper, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I dedicate my day. I did not check email yet, you'll hear. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is that once you start getting into that email, mm-hmm. next thing you know, that re you know reorganize your day. Natural that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually put a timer on often for my email. I love that so idea. So that, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, next thing I know, I've been there for an hour, hour and a half, and I'm guilty of that. I can get locked in. and Very easy to do. So I give myself 10 or 15 minutes, and then I have to make a choice at the end of the 10 or 15 minutes. Did I hit what I want to hit? Did I get the main things accomplished? Because there are other real work to be done, that mm-hmm. speech or that writing on the book today. Yeah, absolutely. The and then lives. I have to go do it. So it's more I'm trying to scan to see what's the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, and then what's what's the rules of engagement around your workplace? So I, I can remember one uh, person I was working for, he couldn't understand why someone couldn't back, get back to him within 30 seconds on email. Hello. This wasn't texting. This was email. Hello. And his maximum time that he would allow was five minutes. And I just looked at him and said, look, I'm an executive coach. I'm going to be on call sometimes 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Right, right. I, I'm not looking. Right. You know, he goes, well, you're different. I'm like, some of these people are like doing interviews of potential clients and candidates. They're on a sales call. You don't want them having to scan their email, stop a sales call or a recruiting call to do that. And he's like, well, I guess you're right. But it was just this instantaneous nature. So once he understood what he was doing to everybody, mm-hmm. we set up a new rules of engagement. Oh, I love it. And so what's your impact? You know, when you get back all the time, like immediately, mm-hmm. and you're available 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. hmm, that's having an impact. That's sending a message to the organization. So yeah. study your own impact. Well, you are. It's a great point. What is your impact? I mean, um, you're, are you training people into a culture of workaholism? Are you training people? I mean, five minutes is admirable. Um, you know, I've worked for, uh, I remember once, it was many years ago, we would hear on the overhead, such and such call of this extension. And then uh, like a minute would go by, such and such call this extension. <laughs> and then the third time, person would come on the overhead, anybody out there call this extension because <laughs> they were just losing it. Right. It's like, okay, well, you have, what are your expectations? What's reasonable? What's realistic? And are you part of the contributing problem to that? Yeah. So, you know, for email, uh, there is no perfect solution. What I'd say is I'd figure out, i experiment if I was in your shoes, play with it, 
does it make sense to do it once a day, three times a day? I've got some that only do it once a day. Um, you know, in some of your places, especially customer service or real sales oriented, that's probably not realistic. Mm-hmm. But being have it open all day mm-hmm. and having the alerts pop up and ding and bing, no. what ends up happening is that in general, I say it takes about somewhere between seven and 17 minutes for you get back to that task. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're living in such a world where I, if that's the case, we'll never get back to task, right? Ding and bing. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I know both of those guys. Exactly. Um, but the more that if you can put dedicated time on your calendar mm-hmm. for, you know, maybe the rocks or those B activities. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's planning for the next meeting. Mm-hmm. It's having a one-on-one. I'm just curious how many of those emails go away. Because a lot of times the emails that we get sent mm-hmm. are like, hey, Lee, I need your attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to get you. And I don't trust that we're going to keep our one-on-one. So I better fill up the inbox, right? right. Well, we haven't gotten to the subject of texting yet. That's ah. a whole other discussion. But with, with email, too, I mean, uh, my practice has been reasonably, I think, uh, I'll, I'll check it in the morning just to make sure whatever happened overnight, is there something I wasn't aware of? I'll rifle it, right? Right. And then go into my A time. Right. It is very seductive to, like you said, get on that slippery slope and all of a sudden you're you're giving, you're enabling uh, distractions to steal, steal your minutes, right? Don't, yeah. don't steal my minutes. Right. So then I'll try it again later in the afternoon, usually in my between my A and my B time when I know I'm not going to be standing up talking and I'm not going to be doing anything super cerebral. I can, you know, look at the email. Fine. I'll, and to your point, I will put, try to put a, a construct around that. Some guardrail to say, okay, um, I'm going to make, try to make, get this, the time fit the task as opposed to the task fit the time. Exactly. So, and a lot of times I'm successful doing that. So, and, and I didn't give myself credit, enough credit for doing that well. So a lot of times it's like, oh, that's never going to happen. Well, get that idea out of your head. How many things in your daily planning don't happen? Right. Yeah, you know, um, that's good. I, I, I'm curious. Anywhere else you want to go? Because I was going to take us down a different path on, off of email now. Okay. Well, we're going to mention texting. Please go for texting. Let's do texting now, and then I'll cover my part in, in a couple minutes. You know, minutes. Dur- during the football game that the Packers won down there in Dallas, I have a brother down in Florida who is texting me. And, you know, you hear that ding, bing, whatever. Okay, there's that. You're almost like Pavlov's dog. It's like, sure. Okay, the phone rings. We've been training people for years to be to accept interruptions, right? right. So the texting is a great tool. I would say use it. If for business purposes, especially for folks who are just kind of late to the texting thing, probably the middle boomers or people who weren't and it wasn't native to, but use it, but use it judiciously, use it for business and be brief because they're probably in their car driving. You don't want them to drive off the road. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, we, we mentioned this. Um, my phone was blowing up when I was down at the JMU National Championship in Dallas, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, uh, it was so cold. It was uh, three degrees in the morning with wind chill, Hello. and so at game time it was about eighteen or twenty. So we got these big old gloves on. Yeah. So you couldn't text. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so you're like, I'm getting like, you know, all these texts from all these people, and it quickly came. Which I want to do I want to be here enjoying this football game or do I want to answer all the texts? Hello. And so at some point I could feel, I had my back pocket, so I could feel it go buzz, buzz, buzz. You yes. Know? And I'm just like, whatever. You know, I just left it alone. What I'd want you to think about is, you heard me just say I want to be intentional. You know, mm. so at the end of the quarter is kind of when I decided I'd take my glove off, answer a few of them, mm-hmm. and then i put it away. That was intentional, mm-hmm. right? And so trying to figure out what is your preferred communication method within your organization will save you a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. Is it email, phone call, text? Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Spend a moment saying that's face, your preferred. Face to face. Face to face. That, that's uh, just spend a moment, figure that out. Mm-hmm. Schedule some time around email. 
right? Don't let it uh, occupy you a whole day, mm-hmm. right? Get come some sort of system. Try not to touch the same email more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, if occasionally you have to, you have to wait, but don't go in, read the whole email, get halfway through it, and then you take a phone call. Next thing you know, you have to reread the email, recraft it, right? So the more that you can just do it one time, you know, I think that's critical. Blocking time on the calendar to deal with your administrative stuff, not just email, but a few other things, mm-hmm. but match it to your energy level. That mm-hmm. can be a lower level energy kind of thing mm-hmm. that maybe when you're just a little tired or maybe you have 15 minutes in between meetings or this is just blocking and tackling, try to match that. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And and don't don't be misinterpreted in email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are misinterpreted there. If they think they're shouting, they're angry, whatever the case is. Yeah, I love your rule about if it's sent a couple of times, you got to go visit with the person. Good. So we've been working on time management. Uh, We're right up against it on our time this time. So we'll be back in two minutes and we'll close out the show. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and uh, I'm here with Lee Hubert today, and we've been tover- covering time management, some best practices. Mm-hmm. So just a few uh, things, and I'll tee up Lee here around some uh, some topics, but you know, some work that we've been leveraging is uh, Overworked and Overwhelmed by Scott Eplin. Uh, lots of just good suggestions mm-hmm. in there. How do you get um, real intentional about your time? Mm-hmm. Um, 
a book I'm uh, almost done reading is Deep Work, Rules for our Focused Success and Distracted World by Cal Newport. So again, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, we've mentioned earlier Five Gears by Jeremy Kubasek, um, 18 Minutes by Peter Bregman, mm-hmm. uh, and then Stephen Covey's work, you know, kind of mm-hmm. first things first or, you know, first break all the rules. There are lots of good things there. Mm-hmm. Um or building seven habits. Mm-hmm. But what I say is, it's not hard to find it. You can go back and listen to, and get that. What I'd really want you to do is, don't try to do all these things. So we're going to give you a couple more tips. Find two or three, mm-hmm. and that's plenty. You mm-hmm. know, so for me, the one that I continuously come back to, when I'm at my best, I take time in the morning to put my big rocks and say, where are the two or three things? Mm-hmm. Hey, sometimes you got a, a eight o'clock meeting, you go straight into that. And mm-hmm. then what I find is I get to four o'clock, I'm like, holy crap, that day just ran right over right, me. Right. So I'm at my best, maybe at four o'clock or five o'clock the night before mm-hmm. I think about my day, mm-hmm. or at 7.30 in the morning, I think about my day. So for me, consistently, proactively being intentional about mm-hmm. the three two things I want to accomplish in a day. When I do that, my day goes well. So that could be one. I love it. Yeah. Especially your point about the, the at the end of the day. What yeah. are you going to accomplish the next day? Mm-hmm. What are the must-haves? Now your day is going to be interrupted, right? right? You're going to sure. have all these challenges, things you're not aware of. Who knows what's going to happen? But at, you know, at the end of that day, I look back and say, did I make a dent in this? Yes. Or was I distracted by some of these things that uh, shouldn't be? In fact, we call that the, what the distraction dragon. I think it's like it is, it's a fire breathing dragon. It's the Bermuda Triangle of bad. It's you know you get the distraction dragon. In fact, I would challenge people. What are your distractors? If you were to name the top two or three things that take you off focus, that take you off task. What are they? And can you minimize them, if not eliminate them? Mm-hmm. For some people, it's a political blogosphere. We just came to an energized political season. Um, some people live and die for that. God bless you. Um, you could look up at the clock and waste a lot of time sure. doing that. Some people, it's sports, radio, whatever the case may right. be. Who's the better team? Well, obviously, it's the Packers. If you want to debate, <laughs> that, that's fine. But, you know, the results on the field are showing that. But that's the point. What? If, if you were to minimize those distractions, what are they? And uh, then focus on your big rocks. Yeah, I think that's critical. You know, it was interesting for me during uh, football season with JMU having such a good year. Mm-hmm. I, I did find myself going there multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm generally really, I mean, Lee knows me well, but very disciplined. It's not something I would right. do. But mm-hmm. I was just so excited. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit like crack. And like right now, <laughs> like we're done. And I go and look to see if there's any yeah. updates. And it's like. Okay, there's not much there. Yes, like we've yes. won, it's yes. done. Uh, spring sports aren't fully in there. Our basketball teams are okay, but sure. you know, but it is. It becomes this like little drug. That's just this endorphin hit of like, oh, let me look. Let me I look. will confess to March Madness, and it's only January now. It's coming, right? Right. So you know, you have all the apps on your computer and your phone now, and almost doesn't matter where. But I like your point about discipline and structure around that. I mean, you know, welcome to the human race. You're not going to be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's uh, what Lee's saying is try as best you can, tame those dragons, turn off alerts, you know, know what it is and and have a strategy towards dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, a lot of times um, I actually give myself permission. uh, And so a lot of times at lunch, that might be when I give myself 15 minutes to go read that. And then that way it just tunes it down when it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm sort of in between meetings or coaching calls. I don't go then Mm -hmm. because I know at noon that I'm giving myself 15 minutes to go and read that and do it then, Mm -hmm. or it's in the evening, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'd also say, get up, get your butt moving a little bit, get out of your seat, 
and, and create, you're not trying to go distracted with other people, but sometimes you, um, your mind just is so tired and it's been mm-hmm. working so hard. Mm-hmm. Get up, go for a 10 minute break, recirculate, and then say, how am I doing against my rocks? How am I doing against accomplishing my day? And kind of resetting your mind is really helpful. Don't minimize the physical, even the act of standing up while you're working. The workplace is different now. Yeah. I mean, there are days where you need to be seen in a three-piece suit with a vest and a tie long gone, okay? Uh, gone with the carbon paper. So you can stand up and you can do things at your desk and you can move around. You've got the technology to do it, so take advantage of it. Yeah, let's hit technology real quick on that. Well, you also have to have boundaries on that. You know, so for me, one of the boundaries I've really set is um, I bring home my cell phone and I leave it in um, right by my keys. Mm-hmm. And I try not to check it at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have to go back to it, you know, like tonight or tomorrow night. I've got basketball practice. So I've got kids that, mm-hmm. you know, their parents might need to call me and all that. So I'll pull it back out. But I really, by 530, I try to have that thing locked away. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it just, uh, what were you calling it? It steals minutes from me. Yeah, don't steal my minutes. Yeah. And so it's, what ends up happening is that sometimes it's only like that 30 seconds quick check but what happens is that email that I saw nags on me for the next two hours Pandora's box has been opened right and so now I'm not really at the dinner table with my family or I'm not really at basketball practice my mind's still a third of the way back at work trying to solve that problem Mm -hmm. yeah I know some of you can't don't feel like you can do it but you know you we're talking most of you are leaders What's the pace? What's the impact you're having on your organization, on people, your direct reports? And so you think, oh, gosh, you know, I'm just answering the, the text or the email on the weekend. It's no big deal. It took me 30 seconds. Well, guess what? That meant that other people feel like they have to answer. That's a great point. In fact, are you educating the people that are in your roll-up or that you have responsibility over? And are you are you training communicators, right? You Whether you do it implicitly or tacitly, you are training people how to communicate with you and what by the, by the time you allocate what you allocate it to, what's important to you. Yeah. So if it's important to you to be a workaholic and send emails out, okay, good. And you may be doing that completely innocent, just want to get off my desk. Okay, right. fine. Understand your impact. That's right. Just understand your impact. And does work become your hobby, right? So for some of you, I know it does. Mm-hmm. And so give it a break. You know, don't feel like you have to answer every email. You know, I had a nice uh, break from it this weekend. I was uh, up in the mountains. We had very limited mm-hmm. cell coverage. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan on connecting anyway. I really wanted to just be with the family. I got to tell you, we played board games and we mm-hmm. laughed and went on a hike and built fire and went to love indoor swimming. And yeah, the phone went with me, but I never looked at the email, mm-hmm. right? Because I knew, hey, that's not what I'm here for. And sure, there was a couple things. I had to run a little bit earlier this morning to get mm-hmm. some things done. I'll trade that for that ability to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, so really find those boundaries and guardrails mm-hmm. and decide how am I going to let the phone? Is it, again, I think you talked about slave or master. Mm-hmm. It can be a great benefit to you to look up things, to be able to stay in contact when needed. But you can become a slave to it. So you got to find some boundaries to it as well. There's a lot of people who will fall into that bucket and say, okay, I'm being productive. Okay, I understand that. But at what cost? Okay, right. remember I said there's not too many people I've known over the years that I wish I spent more time working late at the office. And, you know, my, my kids will maybe disagree with you on that, right? So with intentionality, if you've, you've done that, you've considered the impact. Or the mean, there's something to that. And don't forget your work family, okay? The people around you is like a little family. They're watching. You know, you're an authority figure of sorts if you're in leadership. They want your approval to an extent appropriately. But in addition to that, you are setting so your pace setter. You're setting some of the cultural norm. Yeah. Well, Lee, thank you for being here with me again today. It's, yes, sir. It's been a blast. Um, next week, we'll have Jennifer Owen O'Quill. In two weeks, uh, we're going to have Jay Markowitz. Jay is the uh, 
director of the Entrepreneur Center at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about, you know, entrepreneurs, what's the, the what's the ways that we can uh, kind of charge up our economy and help mm-hmm. folks be successful. So if that's a, a, an interest of yours, stay tuned. Um, we have uh, really enjoyed having folks be with us today. Mm-hmm. Please, just as a reminder, uh, during the week, uh, we do a blog each and every week on VoltageLeadership.com. Go mm-hmm. ahead and check out our blog because mm-hmm. a lot of times what Lee and I and Jennifer try to do is reinforce our concepts with the Absolutely. blog. Absolutely. So, um, again, you've been listening to Illuminating Leadership. If you want to follow us during the week, reach out to us on Twitter at uh, JMU Jeff. You can connect with Lee or I at Jeff Smith or Lee Hubert with Voltage Leadership Consulting. You can follow us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Our website's www.voltageleadership.com. You can email me at Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com or Lee at Lee at VoltageLeadership.com. You can also, during the week, give us a phone call at area code 540-798-1963. So again, this has been Jeff Smith. Next week, we'll have Jennifer Owen O'Quill on the show and Lee Hubert. Thanks for being with us today. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Hey, everyone. Thanks for uh, making time with us and spending 60 of your valuable minutes with us. We really greatly appreciate the investment. Good luck trying out one or two of these things. Let us know how it goes, and we'll talk to you again next week. Same time. Go Packers. Thank you for tuning in to VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.